and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Jesus' name, amen and amen. Right? Our text this morning is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. But we'll look at it one verse at a time, beginning in verse 14. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. You know, we've been talking about uh, entering the promise of entering God's stress the past couple of days. And what the author was saying was, don't be like Israel who disobeyed Moses, because how much more are the stakes higher if we disobey Jesus Christ, the Son of God Himself? So hold fast. Hold fast to your faith. Hold fast to your confession of who Jesus Christ is. Verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Now, the entire message of Hebrews is how Jesus is is greater and supreme over anything else. And because the, the, the readers were Jewish believers, the author used Jewish references, basically saying Jesus was far better than angels, the Torah, than Moses, than Melchizedek, than the priests, than, than sacrifice and the covenant, because he is the Son of God. Okay, the author said that. Because in chapter 3, verse 1, he is the apostle and the high priest of our confession. And he said, because he is the founder and the source of salvation. Chapter 2, verse 10, and chapter 5, verse 9. In other words, Jesus was God. All these other uh, people or things were just humans or man-made objects. Therefore, again, Jesus was superior. But there was another very important reason why Jesus surpasses all of these things, according to the author here in the verse we just read. Jesus used His divine power to bridge the gap or to close the gap between God and man. You know, Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, Our sins have separated us from God. And so what Jesus did was, through His life, His death, and His resurrection, He closed that gap. Jesus bridged that gap through His sacrifice on the cross, and again, by rising again from the dead. You know, um, we're all familiar in movies, maybe. You know, all of this pomp and grandiosity and ceremony, you know, with royalty or even with world leaders. You know, a lot of that is meant to create an image of separation between us, uh, civilians, and these royalties or, or global leaders. They want to create an illusion of separation that they are higher than us. I mean, in truth, we're all just men and human, but they want to create this image 
of separation. In fact, um, you know, if, if there, you ever get the chance, I don't know who of us will or have, if you ever get a chance to meet the Queen of England, there's multiple protocols when you meet the Queen of England. To begin with, you address the Queen as Your Majesty. Just agree, you cannot call her Mrs. Windsor or, or uh, whatever. Her Majesty. And then, you cannot speak to the Queen unless spoken to. You cannot go, Hi, Queen. You cannot do it. No. Only if she speaks to you can you say anything. And then, after your visit, you're not allowed to turn your back on the queen. And so when you exit the drawing room or wherever you meet the queen, you have to exit okay? because supposedly it's very disrespectful to turn your back on the queen. Again, So again, all of this is designed to create an illusion of separation. And maybe you've seen the pictures of Russian President Putin in this long table, right? When he would meet with his generals, nasa kabilang dulo. Or when he met foreign leaders before the war, pinaupo niya sa bilang dulo. They say it's COVID-19 precautions maybe? Or was he trying to send a message? In contrast, Jesus knows our condition. Not because he studied us. I love the Second World War. I always read about the Second World War. I know about the Second World War. But obviously, I was not around during the Second World War. So I don't really know what it was to be in the Second World War. Jesus knows us not because He heard about us. You know, just the other day, one of our pastors mentioned how he and some other pastors were at the Tears for Fears concert before the pandemic. I'm not sure when that was, maybe five years ago. Ang galing daw. So I know that the Tears for Fears concert was incredible whenever that was. But I wasn't there, so I don't really know. Now, Jesus knows not because He, he, he watches us, just uh, observing. I mean, I watch NBA highlights every day on YouTube, but I will never know what it is to, you know, dunk over LeBron James or, you know, or uh, shoot a three over Kevin Durant because I've never, I've never played in the NBA. I've never even seen an NBA game live. So, it's not for these reasons that Jesus knows us. Jesus knows our condition because He became one of us. Jesus went through everything we go through in life. Whatever struggle it is we have today, temptation, loss, pain, hardship, failure, Jesus knows. He came into the world to endure poverty, temptation, injustice, and suffering. Jesus experienced the full range of human emotion from joy all the way to despair. Jesus knows what we are going through right now. And yet verse 15 says, Though Jesus was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet He did not sin. Again, Jesus has gone through whatever it is we're going through or will ever go through, yet Jesus did not sin. And so you might be wondering, so how could Jesus ever understand what I'm going through, where I'm at, if hindi naman siya nag-sin eh? How would He know? 
No, I was um I prayed for a friend recently a few days ago who's battling cancer right now. And I was very careful when I was talking to her and prayed for her. I didn't want to say I know what you're going through because I don't. I've never had cancer. I don't want to say I didn't want to say I get it because I don't. I've not had to go through what she is going through right now. So I was very careful and measured with my words. Uh, I believe I said, um, I, I sympathize with you, I think is what I said. Or probably at best, what I said was, I can relate with you because both my parents passed of cancer. So at least that only that much can I. But I could never say, I know what you're going through. I understand what you're going through. Because I've never been through what she is going through. Now, Jesus battle with temptation was far greater than anything we will ever experience in this life precisely because he did not sin. See, by resisting sin, Jesus experienced, absorbed, and endured the full power, the full strength, the full intensity, and the, the entire pressure that temptation can bring on anyone. Let me put it this way. Let me quote C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis said, Only those who try to resist, resist temptation know how strong it is. And then he said, It's like Sabina, you find out the strength of the German army by fighting against it, not by giving in. If I can contemporize this illustration, we know the Ukrainian army knows the full strength of the Russian army. Why? Because they didn't give in on the second or third day like Putin wanted them to. But by continuing to resist to this day, by defending their nation, they continue to absorb the brunt and the full pressure and strength of the Russian army. Then Lewis added, Christ was the only man who knows to the full what temptation means to the full the only complete realist. In other words, Jesus understood the depths and the pain of temptation and sorrow precisely because he did not sin. And by resisting temptation all the way, he absorbed its entire weight on himself. Unlike us who fall and never really feel the full brunt of temptation. No human has ever been tempted like Jesus was tempted. And so if you are struggling right now, don't turn away from Jesus. He knows what you're going through. He understands what you're, you're, you're struggling with more than any other person in this world. Certainly more than social media. So turn to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Go to Jesus. You know, they, the, the, the ancient Greeks took pride in that one of the primary attributes of the Greek gods uh, was what they called apathia, where we get the, word, the English word apathy. And what it was is it meant that their gods had the essential inability to feel anything at all. So their God, the Greek gods, Zeus, Jupiter, all those guys, according to their mythology, had no emotion, felt nothing. Because they reasoned, 
if they had emotions, they could be controlled and they wouldn't be God anymore. In contrast, Jesus is superior to all things because He is all-powerful and yet He knows us and is compassionate with us. He is for us and is not against us. So bring your pain to Jesus. Bring your grief to Jesus. Bring your loss to Jesus. Bring your temptation to Jesus. He knows what you're going through. Verse 16, when you do, verse 16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know what's most amazing? When we go to Jesus in faith, when we hold on to our confession of Christ, to our faith in Christ, and we draw near to Him, you know what we encounter? The throne of grace. Not the throne of judgment. The throne of grace. And at the throne of grace, we receive mercy. Why? Because we have failed so often. We receive grace. Why? Because apart from Him, we are nothing. And finally, we receive help. Why? Because we are in need. And we will receive the help during our time of need. And finally this, when we approach the throne of grace, guess what we'll receive? According to James chapter 4, verse 6. But He gives more grace. Wow! Isn't that amazing? And so when we hold fast to our faith in Christ, and when we draw near to Christ, remember, Christ is unlike all those other things, unlike human global royalty leaders. He's not trying to distance himself from us. He bridged the gap between God and man. And not only that, he invites us to draw near. He calls on us to draw near. And when we draw near, what we receive is mercy, grace, help, and more grace. That is certainly worth worshiping Him again for. So why don't we end this morning, this message, by worshiping God once again through song. Your name reigning over us Your name
right, before you go, just allow me on top of God's mercy, God's grace, and God's help, let me send you off with the blessings of God out of Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and may He keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you with more grace. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Have a wonderful day and a victorious week. God bless you all and see you again here. Join us again tomorrow for our daily morning worship and prayer. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.